Hi, hello, welcome back to another episode of InPod, your home for all things inflow. I'm Nick Sweeney and I'm your host. As many of you know, I love design and process automation. And that's one of the things that I really love about Inflow. We're always focused on that, whether that be with DriveWorks or SolidWorks PDM or Manage or Anovia. A lot of our products, they're focused on making your lives easier. All of our products, that's what they're focused on. So this week, I've decided to introduce a new tool that we support here at CHEI and Inflow. So this week, I've brought in an application engineer from the CHEI side. I've brought in Bob McGoy, and he's going to talk with me about SolidWorks Cell. So Bob, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Impod. Hey, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Nick. Yeah, anytime. You're actually the first guy from the CATI side. So on that note, since CATI is mostly the SolidWorks side of it, what was your first version of SolidWorks? Um, my very first version of SolidWorks would have been SolidWorks 99. 99? Yep. Okay. My first What's New presentation would have been on 2001 plus. So when you started using SolidWorks, were you already at computer-aided technology or were you kind of in, in, in the industry? Um, well, I was one of those people that was unfortunate enough to graduate right after 9-11. So I had a little bit of lull in employment. So, oh, no. Um, I was fortunate enough that the application engineer at an Indianapolis facility went to go work for Klipsch Audio Speakers and I got a phone call. Wow. So you graduated at a really weird time. I guess yeah. kind of, kind of like a weird time that we're in now. It is kind Not of a weird time. It, it's so strange. Like, I, I don't even know how to explain it. But on a less weird note, I wanted to talk with you about Solder Cell because it's a topic that actually comes up a lot of the conversations I have about DriveWords. They start off with, so I've heard about Solder Cell and I want to know how DriveWords compares. And I don't want to do a comparison episode between Cell and DriveWorks because I think that'll just confuse people. Right. So what I want to do is, what is SolidWorks Cell? Uh, kind of go through the different options you have with it and, and what it is. And honestly, what makes it a good tool for someone to start investigating? How does that sound? Okay. Well, that sounds pretty good. I mean, if you want to, I could go through some of the things that SolidWorks Cell solves right off the bat. That sounds fantastic. So Let's do it. I mean, the, the first thing is it solves one of the things of cost of ownership, which is it's affordable because it's a SaaS model. So you don't have to host it on your own site. SolidWorks hosts that data for you. That's nice. Um, they consider it to be an out-of-box solution, but it's fully customizable depending on how you want to integrate it to your website. Um, we can talk about the, the fully customizable in a little bit. Um, it is currently using iframes um, that is a little dated, but it, it does work pretty well. And it really is a cloud solution in that regard. Um, not to be confused with the 3D experience platform. So um, you can do configurations built on the fly. Uh, they consider it to be pretty easy, easily scalable, inexpensive to create all those configurations. Um, that is one thing that they, they tote versus DriveWorks, we can talk about that later. Um, and it is pretty easy to leverage the 3D models you have inside of SolidWorks. So you can create them on the configurations on the fly, um, which is kind of nice. Um, one aspect that people do really like is the ability to hook into Google and iOS's AR um, technology. So you have the ability to 
configure a model, and then you say, I want to see what that looks like in my environment. If you're on your phone, you hit the AR button, and it's literally in your room. So That's pretty fantastic. So I need to get some furniture built up for my, for my apartment, and I want to build a bookcase. So if I wanted to try out soldered cell and see, well, what colors, how's this going to look using different materials? I could actually use soldered cell to look at what that bookcase is going to look like if I put it in my corner over there. Yes. Very similar to the technology that Amazon and uh, Ikea are using right now. That's really cool. I, I actually didn't know about that until just now. So, so I'm just imagining all of the cool possibilities. It's the more you know, and the rainbow just flew across the screen. <laughs> yes, it did. So one of the cool things about Soldered Cell that I think is it's really nice for working on those variants of the colors and materials, the really visual stuff. Yes. And being able to swap out your elements. So I have element A and element B, and I want to choose which one I want. Like uh, the demo you were showing earlier, uh, there's like a motor mount on it, and we choose which one we want. Or we choose the kind of arms that are on glasses. I know that's the typical soldered cell demo. Yeah. Is like a glass configurator. So that's a really cool thing that I think cell does a nice job with, is the fact that you can visually swap out those elements really, really quickly and get a nice visual, pretty image of exactly what it is you're going to be purchasing as the customer or what you're configuring for your, for your customer on the internal side. Yeah. So it, it really does a good job of, of doing the renderings. I mean, they, they spend a lot of time allowing you to configure the environment. So the end user that's consuming that gets a nice user experience. When it comes to pan rotating zoom, switching out materials, that sort of thing, you're going to see a, a pretty nice looking image. And it also gives you the ability as you're going through if you like the way a model looks, you can say, snap a shot of that. And behind the scenes on the server, it will render a high resolution image of that while you're continuing to configure. And it'll put them at the bottom of the cell interface. And when they're done, you can click through them and get a slideshow of the different options you looked at. And as you click through them, it returns those options you just had back into the cell user interface. That's really cool. Yeah. So you get a really quick image of it and, and they're nice renderings. Like they're not just like a snipping tool type thing because that's what I use for my screenshots. They're actually a lot nicer than that. Yes. This is definitely not your sour screenshot. It's, it's more towards what you might see in a visualize or okay. a photo view 360 type render. Um, I mean, you don't have as many material options as you would because, well, they've got to make it work on the web for everybody. So um, they're working on making the material definitions more robust in the future. That's pretty sweet. So the website itself, it uses WebGL for actually processing this stuff, though. So it really, as long as you're using a current web browser, anybody can access this. It yes. doesn't have to be this special software that you have to install and get all set up. It is, it's all contained in the website. Right. So it, it is kind of nice... The, the fact that with WebGL, it'll do the best it can for pan, rotate, and zoom of those renderings. And if you have hardware that supports uh, hardware acceleration in the web browser, that'll even take advantage of some of the hardware that you have on your That's pretty cool. I, if you can't tell, I haven't played around with Solid Cell quite as much as I have our other tools. So I'm still learning a lot about it, kind of doing that fact finding. So... I thought now would be a great time to talk about Solid Cell because, A, it educates me a little bit, but it also helps our listeners. And, and knowing that a lot of people are out there, especially with the push on the 3D experience platform and that SaaS model in general, 
Yes. People want to know about it. And actually, since I said that, I know I've had a lot of people talk to me, and I know it's happened with you, but people are asking, SolidWorks Cell, it has to do with the 3D Experience platform, doesn't it? But that's not the case at all. Right. Um, I've had a couple of these come up lately where um, people are saying that it is part of the platform. It really isn't part of the platform. And for one particular reason in general, if you're managing data on the platform, your CAD models and everything else, you want those to be completely secure. So Mm -hmm. with that, the only way you're going to get to see information on the platform is if you have login credentials through the SOWERS passport system, which, well, SOWERS cell isn't on the 3D experience platform, nor do you have to have platform platform passports to get into it you just it's it's the content is live and available to the public so as soon as you're done working on a template the the output of that which is a web page is available for everyone to use and see um there are some pushes in the community to start to get some of that information up to the platform but mm-hmm. i don't see that happening within the next year so, I mean, if anything, they might get the ability to for a end user to log into that server through a passport. But then how do the end users who are actually looking at that data, how do they consume it? Well, right now, they don't have the ability for outside people to look at data on the 3D experience platform without a license. Sure. And I guess that's kind of similar to how PDM is. Like, you can't have people log into your PDM system that don't have credentials. Correct. So the platform's kind of locked down in the same manner. So having someone access your models via Solvert Cell, it doesn't really work out that way just because they don't have the login to the platform. So they do have to be separate, especially in that case. Right. So a great example of that would be one of our customers up in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, what was it, a year ago from 3D Experience World, they had the option for if you were on maintenance with SolidWorks, you got uh, social collaborative services for free. Okay. And so we turned on 80 licenses of that so they could consume SolidWorks Composer content on the shop floor because that web player worked amazing for Composer content and still does. Mm. But... Um, now that that offer is gone and you have to pay for it, um, the cost of ownership is you have to buy a license to be able to consume that data where previously it was free. So it's just just another thing to think about. Lots of things to consider, especially when you're looking at the platform and solid cell and all of these options. No, it doesn't all live in a vacuum. It, nothing is siloed. And that was, I guess, a while back, I talked about PDM and the fact that uh, when you integrate it with DriveWords, you know, we want these systems working together. Correct. In this case, it's important about to think about, you know, SolidWorks Cell and your models and where you're storing them and how all of that works. Having the platform, having Cell, having everything, I guess it's important to think about how they're going to be integrated together. Yeah. I mean, currently, once you dump data out of SolidWorks into Cell, it is its own silo. There is, there is no integration into it. The only thing you can do is dump more data into it. So actually, that kind of leads us into the different levels of SolidWorks Cell because yeah. there, there is the API part of SolidWorks Cell and being able to actually have it in your website and communicate with that data in a way. So 
Can you kind of walk us through the three different levels of solid cell? You kind of equated them to the solid standard professional and premium. Right. But how do they work as far as solid cell goes? And what are kind of those differences between them? So you've got, you've got the three different levels of the solid cell solution. You've got customize, digital catalog, and e-commerce. So customize, imagine you're a salesperson and you're trying to sell some sunglasses to people at a trade show. Um, you have the ability on your iPad to walk around the trade show, show it to show that that pair of sunglasses to people, flip it around, switch items in and out. But it is just for you to use. It's it's not public. Um, you you wouldn't have anybody go go directly to this URL. It is a URL, but it is still Sowers branded. So you you definitely don't want that. So it's it's more for internal teams, sales reps to show show their clients and their potential um, sales for that. Then you so, get, Bob. Yeah. So, so, Bob, it lives on the solder servers as well. So, yes, it, is it does SAS. live on a server. Yep. But, it, okay, so it's not, it's not its own separate website. It's not like what you're going to get in the digital catalog in e-commerce. Instead, it's, it's that internal facing site, like if you did a local host type thing. Correct, in a sense, yes. Um, it is hosted on SOLIDWORKS' servers. So, all levels are. So mm-hmm. th- there is no on-premise with this. It is completely a SaaS model. So, and if we go to digital catalog, which is the next step up, it allows you to take that that configuration that you have and integrate it into your website. So you're, you would basically give your marketing people the API hooks to grab that data from SolidWorks and integrate it into your website with an iframe. You can also use CSS or cascading style sheets to change the look and feel of that as well. You can customize it. Mm-hmm. It also gives you the ability to use the API calls to monitor traffic and page views as well. So, so you can get those metrics and understand yes. how many people are accessing this at any point in time uh, and find out that information. But actually, what else is included in that in those traffic metrics, what else do you see? Um, I mean, it, I mean, it really is very much how how many people have, have gone to that iframe, how far they got into a configuration, um, and did they actually potentially hit hit that that give me a quote button or not? So you do have the option with digital catalog to do a CPQ and be able to ask for a quote for that. Mm. So it gives you a button there. It does not, at that level, does not integrate into e-commerce, but it will send a request for quote off with the configuration that they built and a bill of materials of what they Gotcha. Okay. So then digital catalog, that's kind of what it does. You actually start to have that website and a way to start integrating it and branding it and people get to start accessing that website and you get... Metrics based on that call to action, making sure that people are actually getting all the way to it um, versus maybe they're falling a little bit short and then you can figure out how to optimize that. But then when we start talking about the e-commerce solution, the, the highest level of solid cell, that's when we really get that full web integration as well as the e-commerce side of it, kind of as the name implies. We get yeah. to start doing things like price and determine that stuff. Correct. So you then get some new hooks into the system. Say, like they have right out the the shoot, they have examples to integrate into Shopify and 
few other e-commerce solutions, um, allowing you to go pull pricing information based upon the SKUs that those items have and get mm-hmm. real-time pricing. So as you're going through and choosing your options, you can say, well, if I go with this this part that's in Galvanize, or if I go with Powder Coat, oh man, it's $300 more if I go with Powder Coat on this. I'm going to go ahead and go with the non-Powder Coat, go with Galvanize. You hit that. And when you do that, it pulls the real-time or whatever you consider to be real-time pricing and will do the purchase through the e-commerce solution. That's pretty cool. So, so it tracks all of that based off of what it is you're ordering. So it just it, it's kind of like a roll-up price in a sense yes. as far as how it's tracking it. Yes. Okay. So the export from e-commerce is you get your price and, of course, you get your bill materials. With your digital catalog, you get your bill material. With your customized, you also get the bill materials, correct? You do get the bill materials, but it would not be customer-facing. Gotcha. Um, okay. It would, it'd be the same bill of materials for all the different levels, but there really isn't much in way of a quote in that regard. Mm-hmm. So, so of those three, though, there was one thing that I didn't mention as the outputs, and this is one thing that I wanted to make sure we talked about. Yes. SolidWorks Cell does not give you your SolidWorks drawings and your models and external documentation, really, as an output. Really, your outputs are your screen rendering that you see on your screen as well as the bill of materials. That's really what you get out of solid cell. Correct. That, that is where the line gets drawn in the sand when it comes to cell. You're going to be able to pan, rotate, zoom, pick whatever configurations you want, look at the pretty picture. It's going to give you a, a price if you, have, if, you, if you want them to see the price. If not, you don't have to. And behind the scenes, it's building a, a bill of materials of that. and. At that point, you can have that bill of materials go the next step by, with the e-commerce solution, communicate with the e-commerce solution and order all those items in the bill if you want to. But after mm-hmm. that, there, there really isn't much more to that. It isn't like what, what we'd say with the simplest example would be 3D Content Central, one of the original configurators in a sense. Um, you can go in, pick your size, you can pick your model. And then you get a, what file type do you want? And it will mm-hmm. allow you to download that. DriveWorks, which we're not going to go down that rabbit hole today, I don't think, but has so many more things that you can do once you get to, quote unquote, that line in the sand that you can do way past what Cell can do. So it really does depend on what that customer's end goal is. If the customer comes to um, you and says, I need to have our clients be able to go in to the website, configure a model, and then say, give me a step model of it. Sell is not the tool for you. Mm -hmm. But if they just want to pan, rotate, zoom, see the options, change materials, and then give me a quote, sell is perfect. But anything past that, yeah, go ahead. If they want a great e-commerce solution, one that's this pretty picture, kind of like at Ikea, like everything you buy at Ikea is, and I'm always bringing up Ikea because my sister was just sending me pictures of her latest thing that she bought at Ikea. I was, um, I was just at Ikea yesterday. I was doing a click and pick up. <laughs> Gotta love Ikea. But one of the great parts about Ikea is that you go online and you can select from these pre-existing things. Everything already exists. 
So you go in, you say, this is what I want, and here's the cost of it. It's a perfect e-commerce tool because in the sense of software itself, it works very much the same way. You're not configuring something that's never been made before. You're just picking from an existing list of SKUs and you're configuring maybe your color, maybe your material, some of that quote unquote superficial stuff about your model. That's really what software itself is great for. Yes. And that's where you hit the nail on the head. Something that has never been made before. With Cell, all the permutations of the 3D models have to be built. You can't say, allow me to pick from a, a, a two foot all the way to a nine foot version in six, six inch increments. Well, if I did that with Cell, I'd have to have every six inch increment actually generated inside of SolidWorks so I could upload each one of those models. With a tool wow. like DriveWorks, DriveWorks, you could say, okay, I need to have the largest and the smallest. Okay, I know those work. Now that I know those work, DriveWorks can generate everything in between. Mm-hmm. So on the 3D model, you have to take into consideration how many permutations am I actually generating? Is it a couple hundred? Is it 300, 400? Or is it an infinite number of 3D permutations? If it is, you might want to look at DriveWorks because it can handle that. Cell, you got to make every permutation. But I do think one of the really cool things about Solid Cell, if we're looking at what makes it a tool that people should really take a look at, is because, you know, you are saying, I have a limited set of what I can do. I Yeah, limitless numbers of colors and materials. But yep. as far as how the model is just material-wise and setup, it's the same way. So really, Solid Cell is a tool that you can go, you can get up and go, and be pretty decent at that in a couple of days at the most. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I mean, integrated into the cell user interface is a list of YouTube videos um, hosted by Toby Sinars from SolidWorks. You get to listen to the dulcet tones of Toby for a while. But um, with, I would say, my first demo, I was asked two days before to attend just to watch. And I went through the videos with Toby and when time for that demo came, Toby got sick and couldn't show. And I oh, no. knew, I knew enough from going through the videos that I was able to do the demo and close the deal just by going through the videos that they had up there, which was several hours of videos. So, in about a day, you're, you're actually up and running with this tool. Um, so, I mean, you and I joked about this earlier. If if I asked you to do that with DriveWorks, you, you told me to go fly kite. Yes, I would. I would absolutely. <laughs> because, because with DriveWorks, you're worrying about, there are a lot of things to consider. It's a very, very, very powerful tool in the sense that you're controlling everything. With Solder Cell, because you're, you're limiting your scope, you're intentionally limiting your scope to a list of pre-configured options, it's not like you have to worry about these rules behind the scenes. It's just swapping things out one for another instead of a bunch of right. if statements and lookups. Instead, everything is contained right there in my model itself. So like with me and Cell right now, I'm looking at a, an assembly that has 14 parts in it. Well, I can have that in in cell and start configuring it within about 20 minutes but in driveworks we would open up each one of those parts and start saying 
how would I like that part to change? What's the design intent for that part? What are the rules I have about that part? Yeah. And we, we put our engineering knowledge into that part. That's the intangible thing that you can do with DriveWorks because one of the biggest hurdles we're going to have over the next few years are the people that have the knowledge about the products that are being sold, they're going to start retiring. Mm-hmm. With DriveWorks, you capture that intellectual property and put it into DriveWorks. So it knows it is that lookup in a sense. Cell it is your do engineer. Anything. Yeah, it is your engineer. So that's really interesting that, you know, there are definitely differences and similarities between DriveWorks and SolidWorks. Like you get it with both tools, you can get a really nice, pretty website and you can do a lot with each one. With Cell, it's perfect for e-commerce. For DriveWorks, it's perfect for, you know, I I have 36 million different possibilities for this model. If you wanted to put 36 million uh, models in a SolidWorks Cell, I would tell you to go fly a kite. But if you want to do that with DriveWorks, it's possible. You can do it. So a lot of similarities, a lot of differences, but I, I think that this has served really well as a nice introduction to the tool for A, for my listeners, B, for me. Um, I thought this has been really cool. Yeah. I mean, definitely, if, if people come across, um, should we use Cell? Should we use DriveWorks? Definitely ask those questions. Get a hold of me. Get a hold of Nick. I mean, we, we're... Nick's learning about Cell. I'm trying to relearn DriveWorks a little bit. So, I mean... It's been a while. We, yeah. We, 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 have, we have some experience with both of those tools. And we can tell you, don't do it. Or, yes, please, that's, that's a tool for your customer. So mm-hmm. let, let, us, let us know what you think. Yeah. As always, as with every episode uh, within Pod, if you have any questions, if you have anything that you want to know about, um, you can always reach out to me. You can always reach out to your sales rep if you're with Inflow or whoever you're with. Uh, the resellers around the world, we're all the people that know this stuff and we're here to help you. So yeah, please always reach out to us with anything. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what we're here for. That's our livelihood. Definitely. That's also about, what we nerd and, out about. <laughs> <laughs> always. That, oh yeah, we always nerd about that stuff. Talking this morning about using scanning to make bows and arrows. I mean, so many cool things you can do. Of course. So, Bob, any last words for the listeners before I let you go? At the end of the day, don't be afraid to try new technologies. I mean, both Cell and DriveWorks when it comes to configurations, I mean, they have those entry-level points of ownership that you can get in, try it out. Um, get your feet wet for a while. I mean, there there are options to get into those tools. I mean, DriveWorks Express is free. Um, Silk um, Customize is really low on on the price point per month. So, I mean, those are all tools that you can get some pretty nice looking models very quickly and allow you to leverage that IP that you already have inside the company. Absolutely. Use the tools at your disposal and don't be afraid to try new things. And when something breaks, call us. That's what we're here for. <laughs> 100%. That's exactly why we're here. So, Bob, thank you so much for being part of InPod. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, thank you so much for talking about Sword Cell with me. And to my listeners, check back with me next week. Um, and we'll talk again soon. See ya.